welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Here at Bathurst in the course, my very special guest, Basically, Rascal Rabbit, Josh Martin. It's great to have you back on the show. Drive fast and try not to crash. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. And on tonight's show, we have an incredible special guest. It is, of course, TRL Lightning, Mikhail Hizal. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Hugh. It's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, uh, how are you doing? All good? I'm very well, thanks, and extremely excited um, to have you on the show. Um, a, a we have a multiple Gran Turismo champion here on the show, which is spectacular. Um, and I know that everybody watching will be desperate to find out how on earth can we compete? What are the ways, what are all your tricks of the trade and secrets of your speed um, and your success? Um, but it's fantastic to have you on. So a very big welcome from everyone in our community um, to you tonight. So I will start with the question that I always give every every poor every poor guest that comes on the show who's not expecting what I'm about to say. But no, it's a very easy question. How did your love of racing games and how did you start uh, playing racing games? Wow. Well, I don't know if it's going to be a long story or not, but how <laughs> <laughs> um, shall I say it? Um, like since I was little, I always liked playing around with the toy cars around and my parents noticed that and therefore they also bought me like the PlayStation 1 with Gran Turismo 2 and that was like the first time where I also not really encountered but got the chance to play like racing games back then and since then I always fell in love uh, playing racing games in general like let it be Gran Turismo, Need for Speed or like some other games as well like for me personally racing games had like something else compared to the other games which were like you were able to explore and also get to know so many different cars which you have never seen on the road before you know like because of Gran Turismo I get the chance to know so many Japanese sports cars out there like the Nissan Skyline and you have the Mazda RX-7 uh the Subaru Impreza like so many cars there yes. and also like with so many races you had to do there of course I had to spend lots of time in that game as well, you know. And after that, I was also playing the other Grand Turismo games as well. And that's basically how I started playing with the racing games. And in terms of me starting, like, what is it, my sim racing career, uh, that was when I was playing Grand Turismo 6 back then. Like, back then, yeah, there were, like, some seasonal events going on. Like, where you were able to do, like, set a lap time on a certain track with a certain car or you were also able to drift and getting your drift scores i don't know like they were like yeah. time trial attack um challenge as well as a drift challenge and back then i was still using like a pad because i just didn't have the money to buy a wheel and i was just playing it for fun you know but back yeah. then there was like a christmas challenge going on but that christmas challenge was like an overtaking challenge with the Pagani Huayra at Bathurst. So he had to try to overtake the other AI as fast as possible, but also at the same time, try to set the uh, fastest sector three, sector four, time on that track as well. 
So for some reason, I was pretty good at it. So I was like, okay, you can maybe try to go for a faster lap time, right? Yeah. And in the end, I managed to finish at P5 uh, globally. Wow. And it was like the world records uh, with the pad as well. And on that time, um, the world record has been set by TRL Hall back then, like Daniel Holland. And, you know, back then I was also like kind of like having a look on the leaderboard too, you know. And I always saw like the TRL guys being at the top of the leaderboard all the time. So, of course, I was like just for fun asking him like, hey, is it possible for me to join your team as well, you know? I, of course, I wasn't thinking about me joining them at all. I was just asking them for fun. And then he was like, yeah, well, I can ask him about it. And then with that one, I was like, okay, there's no chance, you know. Like, I was just asking for fun. But after two days or something like that, he responded back to me. Like, he was like, yeah, you can join our team. And I was like, eh? Like, what? <laughs> it worked? <laughs> yeah. That's so brilliant. Yeah, it's, I kind of accidentally started my sim racing career with that one, you know, like just by asking him a question where, where I was initially thinking about me not ever, uh, what is it, joining their team at all. So it was kind of funny. And that's basically how I started with my sim racing career as well. Yeah. And how did you find, because obviously you said you did a lot of like the career mode on Gran Turismo games. Um, what was it when you, when, you know, when you, when you thought, right, I can go quite fast here? What do you think it was that made you so quick or, you know, just as you were going through those games? Uh, because obviously some people do them and they struggle and, you know, they're a good few seconds off and others seem to just naturally have that ability. What was it that you think that, 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 that enabled you to go so fast? Ooh, I think when I was playing against the AI, I couldn't really tell whether I was really fast or not because, of course, you're playing against the AI and um, so you're kind of not being able to measure your skill exactly. So in order to do that, you have to compete against, what is it, real competitors or real players online. But back then it was impossible to do so. Hmm. And as I said it before, I was only playing games in general just for fun because I was thinking like, okay, back then I, I was still going to school. When I was coming back home, I was doing my homework, uh, learning for the next day. And when I was having free time, you could just play the game's just for fun, right? Um, so, to answer your question, I couldn't really tell, like, if I, whether I was fast or not. However, mm. when the Christmas challenge appeared in Grand Turismo Six, and that's why I was like, wait a minute, your time is actually pretty good against the other guys. So that's why I was like, kind of starting to grind a little bit more time into it to yeah. really set a pretty good lap time in the end. And yeah, that's why I was like, hey, it's not really that bad, is it? <laughs> so, um, yeah, basically that one. <laughs> that's brilliant. And so how did your career then develop? Because you started, you know, you, well, you've won all these big Grand Turismo championships. Um, mm. But was it a matter of that it, before you won these titles, you were getting kind of close to it? Um, or, or was it something that you, as soon as you entered and you got through to the final qualifications, required that then that's when you just started winning but was it a long or a short journey to kind of get to the top um i think um what is it like after what is it joining team redline back then like back then i was like 15 years old also um what is it of course i had to buy a wheel 
And with that one, I was also like, hmm, well, let's see about that one, because it's like the first time with me ever using a wheel back then. But for some reason, after what is it, maybe one week or two weeks, I actually managed to match the lap times I was doing with my, with the pad before. And uh, what is it? And furthermore, even being faster with the wheel in the end. Mm. And after that one, it has always been like practicing, practicing, practicing with my teammates along the way. Because next to the seasonal events, we were also doing like another championship back in Grinches for six, hosted by GT Planet as well, like which was kind of like hosted by ourselves, but more like within the GT Planet thread. Mm. Uh, that was like the Formula Gran Turismo Championship. And back oh, yeah. then, yeah, it was a really nice uh, championship actually. And that's where. I was also trying to improve on myself, like in terms of the consistency, um, in terms of the raw speed, and also trying to deliver when it matters uh, in terms of the qualifying. Mm. And I was using like that practice session um, for the next game, which is like Grand Turismo Sport. And for me personally, the physics over there are like much more easy and understandable for me compared to Grand Turismo 6. So like since the very beginning, I always... Uh, what is it? Had a good time with the uh, with that game, um, and yeah. Once we were doing the championships, of course, like everybody else, we had to do the online championships in order to qualify ourselves for the events. Mm. And yeah, like before COVID, of course, we were like able to travel around the world. And once you were there at the live event, like on the stage, I mean, of course, the feeling there is like completely different when you're driving from oh, home. Yeah. Because you're like <laughs> driving in front of so many people, uh, and then there's also like sometimes the cameraman like standing right next to you, putting the camera right in your face. <laughs> where you're like, "Mate, leave me, leave me alone! I just want to drive," <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that sounds right or not. But for me personally, it was a little bit natural with all the things. Like, I don't really know how to explain it, unfortunately. Um, no, no, no. I think we're we're getting that. That, that, uh, that yeah, you also got a huge natural talent, and then when you saw wow. yourself in the finals, you were able to see that you were right up there with these um, top times and well, becoming getting fifth in the world is mm. is fantastic. That um, I only ever once got, I think, on Project Cars, um, uh, one, of the, one of the is it the West of Dure track? It was about took you about six minutes or so, and I once I got the fastest time. And that might only because nobody played it after I did. So it had gone out of fashion. So I had a chance um, to do it. But uh, but it was still quite fun um, to do all these different tracks. But uh, but that's the thing. And Sorry, you were going to say. Nah, I just wanted to say, like, in theory, you still managed to set the fastest lap time, so you should be proud of it. So. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love Project Cars 1. That was one of my favourite games. It was, it was a really good one of the first games I really got into, especially with the wheel. Um, and and it, uh, it was so much so much better with the wheel. It was just so much yeah. a, a better game to play. That um, now people will be asking about that. that. That gives us a chance to go into our next quick question. What is your setup that you have um, uh, at the moment? Um, at the moment, I have been using the exact same setup which we are also using for the live events of the FI Grand Tour Championships. Like for those any of you who. Uh, have been watching the broadcast of the Grand Turismo Championships. Like you can see that the simulators we were like we have been using over there, like slight 
we are using a huge TV as well as the seat being like made from Recaro. And basically after winning the Toyota Supra Cup competition back in 2019, um, I also won the whole simulator as a whole. Wow. So since that, um, well, basically since that moment, I've been using the, um, the simulator I won from that competition. That's great. I mean, that's a fantastic machine. A great yeah. bit of equipment there, isn't it? So that, uh, no, I, I always say when we were talking in the build-up uh, earlier that to see all those, um, the sim rigs that they use for these live events are just amazing. And I can't wait for them to come back again so we can, because uh, I think now after COVID, it's going to be even more popular um, to see these shows. And I think not only will it be out on live on TV, but you'll probably have a studio audience too, I would have thought, people <laughs> watching and uh, all the pressure will be added um, to get yeah. you to see how, how well you do, you know, but uh, but what a what a thing. But uh, no, it's, it's quite something. Well, I will quickly go to some of the questions um, as the chat has been very calm and patient in waiting. Um, now we've got some crazy questions and we've probably got serious questions, but I will do a random one. Here we are, the first one. It is, uh, what are your favourite brand of cookies and have they asked you to be sponsored by them? Oh, my favourite brand of cookies, huh? Actually, it may disappoint you, but I don't really have a favorite brand. Actually, like I just go to the supermarket, and when I see like a package of cookies, I check. I just take these and then eat it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there is a part B of that as well. It says, "How many cookies does it take to win a race and a world championship?" Uh, I think uh, it depends on your mood. Maybe you just need one, maybe two, three. <laughs> Maybe you're also hungry in the end, so maybe you just eat all the packages. I like know all of the within the package. I mean, but I don't know. <laughs> like you it can see. On you, yeah. <laughs> now, here's, a, here's a more serious question from Rascal the Rabbit. And it is um, I, I met and became good friends with Tijni in Sydney. And there's a great picture of you with Tijni there uh, in one of the events that you won uh, in, on, your, on your profile. Um, and uh, now uh, Rascal says, I think. He's a pleb. And he says, do you think he's a pleb? <laughs> Don't worry, they can't sue you on this show. I'll take uh, the blame. No <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So we talk Titchley here, right? Titchley, yeah. Ah, uh, Titchley, if you're watching this, you're a pleb. <laughs> you know? <laughs> now I'm going to try and find a serious question. Here we are. Oh, dear me, I can hardly find one. Here we go. <laughs> now, it was actually um, another one from Rascal the Rabbit. Um, because you're part of the TRL's team, um, have you ever met Max Verstappen in person? Uh, yes, I did, actually. Well, that was only, what is it, after me winning the um, Nations Cup World Championship back in 2019 in Monaco. I usually, uh, or like originally, we planned to meet, uh, meet each other over there in Monaco, but because of so many guys being there trying to take a picture with him we had to cancel it uh, so that he could also get back home safely which i could also completely understand but i didn't want to try to bother him as well by any means hmm. um but i got another chance to meet him uh, which was like the fia prize giving in paris back then um of course like with my profile picture i also have on twitter like on this on my social media accounts uh, on that event, I was able to meet him there as well. And he's such a uh, nice guy as well, also joking around. 
which you don't really expect from a what is a professional racing driver. But as for him, uh, he's really a good guy. Um, yeah, it was really a pleasure to meet him there as well. Yeah, he does sound like a, a real breath of fresh air and, and incredibly competitive. And uh, and it's it's really good to have him racing um, because yeah. it does he brings it he makes the championship really close. And who knows what's going to happen this year? Um, it seems to be absolutely neck and neck really um, as to yeah, what's exactly. happening. So it's uh, it is great. Now we've got a great question uh, for Gran Turismo. This is from Adama Banana. That's a fantastic uh, YouTube name. Um, given that the FIA is tomorrow. Would you say that the X 2019 is a strong car for you? Um, I think so. Like, personally, back then when, what is it, um, for the Nations Cup back then, before COVID happened, we knew that the Red Bull was always going to be the car being used for the Grand Finals back then. So you always had to be really fond or not really fun but let's say being able to control the car perfectly if you really wanted to have a great chance of winning the nation's cup overall in the end but for me personally when i drive this car of course it's like way different compared to the other cars in the game the way how you have to drive it um but um when i drive it it's like Oh, I don't know. Like it gives a really good satisfaction once you nail the mm -hmm. lap in the end. Um, also, like the sound itself, it's also like life sounds pretty good in my opinion. And yeah, unfortunately, like with the dirty air, it's going to be a little bit difficult to follow the cars being in front of you, mm -hmm. um, unless you're driving on a track such as on Sardinia, um, like on the high speed tracks. But um, well, that's a really fun car, actually, and, and yeah, I like it. Excellent! Oh, fantastic! Now we've got Zucker nineteen ninety in the in the in the chat here, and he is now. I, I think he said something in German here, uh, and so I, I apologize in advance for my pronunciation, but it looks like he says, you know, uh, Prinzen Roll. I don't ah, know. That's and, a brand. That's a brand for the uh, cookies. Ah, for the cookies, I <laughs> <was> it? <laughs> yeah. uh, so we've got all the big guys in the chat as well here tonight. And it says, greetings, greetings to Mikhail from Germany, um, which is fantastic. So it's great to see. We need to get Zucker on the, on, the, on the show, but because he hasn't shown his face, nobody knows what he looks like, and he's not wanting to show his face yet on a video. So I'm sure when he, when he yeah, you probably, you might know him, but uh, we don't. So we'll have to, we'll have to <laughs> wait and see um, what he looks like, perhaps. Um, but, uh, but no, that's the thing. Now, you've been to these incredible events. Um, tell the, the chat here and those watching, what was it like going to your first big live uh, Gran Turismo final? Wow. The very first one. Um, the very first one for me was the um, the Salzburg World event in 2018. Uh, for me personally, wow, so many things were going on on that trip alone. Because like before that, um, I was only able to travel to Turkey to visit my, um, what is it, relatives over there, such as my grandparents and uh, what is it, my other cousins and uncles over there. So, of course, I was, like, really looking forward to visit or, like, travel to a different country than mm. Turkey, you know. But on my way uh, back then, like, not over there back then, I mean, like, it was the first time for me to ever travel alone as well, like, I was like, okay, wait, 
I think you have to check in first. After that, you have to go to the security control and then go <laughs> up to the gate and then you have to wait for your plane there. <laughs> so as it was the first time for me ever doing that. I was uh, feeling a little bit insecure in the end. However, once I managed to get past everything and just waiting for the gate, there was also like a funny story actually. Like <laughs> I was just simply waiting for my plane and I saw like some two policemen just walking around and checking everything. And then for some reason, they decided to check on me instead. And I was like <laughs> the only one who has been checked out. Where they were like, yeah, can you please show your, uh, your like your ID as well as your tickets, please? And I was like, yes, of course. But then, of course, in my mind, I was like, why are you guys only checking on me instead and not also on the other guys? But and I was still in Germany, mind you. You okay? Um, but yeah, that was like the first time I was feeling like, okay, what a great start into my first event. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then I think. Uh, we were in Munich first because from Munich we were driving with the bus uh, over to Salzburg, and um, yeah, it was also great to also meet all the other players you have been racing against online, you know. And then over there, also seeing like the Red Bull venue, which is like the Hanwha Seven, I believe. And wow. there, I was also seeing like the, um, I think it's like a concept car of the X Twenty Ten Red Bull. Oh, which yeah, we yeah. were able to see in Gretzer School 5 back then. Yeah. I think it's been made out of wood. Like, there was no engine, no mechanical yeah. parts inside of it. But apart from that, um, also meeting, like, the Polyphony team and then racing there on the stage, winning my first trophy on the Manufacturers' Cup even uh, with Andrew uh, for Team Nissan. So, of course, I was, like, happy with it and... Yeah, like the trip itself it was like really amazing. Like we were also able to see a little bit of the city itself, Salzburg. Like to any of you who wants to go over there, I can just recommend the place. One hundred percent. Like it's truly beautiful, uh, especially as I truly love the nature itself. Man, the color of the nature is so clean. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Like if any of you who want to go there, I can recommend it at 100%. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you went to New York as well, didn't you, for one of the main finals? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you met all the, there's a great picture of you with uh, the, the, is it, um, I cannot pronounce his name, um, the, the chap who made Gran Turismo, um, the top chap. Oh, um, yeah, uh, the, yeah, 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 that's the one. I'll let you pronounce that. Because um, I'm afraid I, I won't even try and pronounce that one. It, um, uh, it's, uh, and of course, when, when he's the, the most famous chap from Gran Turismo, um, who has made that game what it is, um, it must have been a great experience to actually meet them all. Um, and uh, did you have any particular questions for them when you actually met them? Was there anything that you wanted to ask them? Wow. Like when I think about it, I mean, of course, there were like some questions I was asking them about it. Um, but it was more like some uh, internal questions, like which I'm not really allowed to say, I think. Um, oh, yeah. However, of course, there were like some other questions as well, such as 
like when you guys made Gretchen's before back then, like how was it like for you to to um, to make this game? Like where you also tried to go for a different route back then, like stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he was also answering all of these and also showing some what is it behind of the scenes maybe, and with me also being able to uh, what is it meet their Polyphony Studio back then. Like I was also one of the few ones who also managed to see the old studio back then in Tokyo before they moved out to a different studio. And of course there, like there, you also have like the, the, the development area where they're basically developing the game. Um, I'm, of course, I'm also not allowed to say what's kind of like in there, but when, it, when you see that, because for me personally, I didn't really see myself as a competitor, but moreover like a fan, you know, because I've been growing up with Gran Turismo in the end. Mm. And when I see that, of course, I'm like, wow, <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah stuff like that. Yeah. Ah, fantastic. Now, I'll go to one of the questions uh, regard from Vortar Racing. Uh, it says, what is your favorite car and track combination? In GT Sport? In GT Sport, yeah. I mean, it has to be, like with the class, I know it, certainly. Like group three at Suzuka. That's like my favorite combination. But with the car, hmm. Like, it's going to be a difficult one. Like, of course, I'm a Subaru fan. Also, like, yeah. uh, loving Nissan as well. So I think I got to say, like, the Subaru group three at Suzuka. Um, I don't know. Like, if it's like a certain car. Ah, that's a difficult one, isn't it? Like, I only know it with the class, that's for sure. Uh, but with the car itself? Uh... <laughs> well, that takes uh... us to our next question. Uh, because um, one of the questions was there, you have a huge love for Japan and for Subaru. And how did that start? Uh, I don't know if I can say that I have like a huge love for Japan or not. But let's say I really love the Japanese cars. Um, mm -hmm. in general, because since I was little and also playing Grand Trisper 2 back then, like, of course you were all, like, mostly driving with Japanese cars back then. Like, there were yeah. so many different models um, car manufacturers back then, which I have never even seen in Germany before. Like, of course I was, like, still a little kid back then. Yeah. But even yeah. there, I knew what, for example, a BMW was looking like, and Mercedes was looking like, and so on. But there... Of course, like with the game giving me so many uh, chances to try out these cars back then. Um, I don't know. I really like their design, the way how they were looking like, the way how they were also, what is it, um, driving in the end. Yeah. And also like, moreover, when I grew up and also like playing the other Grand Trisper games in the end and also like watching some other videos on YouTube. I don't know, like. If you would even give me like 100,000 years or so, uh, I would still buy maybe a Subaru <laughs> in the end. <laughs> well, we grew know, up with we... Subarus. I had good yeah. friends who had Subarus, Subaru Legacies. And we were in the early 90s and they were great cars. Oh. And we used to take yeah. them, we had a farm. And we used to take them in the farm fields and rally them. Right, around the, when, the, when the fields had been harvested and you had the kind of stubble <laughs> ground and we would rally them around the fields and, oh, just so much fun. Because they were kind of indestructible. And, and kind of great <laughs> yeah. to drive, you know, they just kept going, uh, which was always fun. So, no, they were there. I can see why you like Subaru. 
Um, they're just great cars. And unfortunately, now we don't, they've kind of killed off all of the really good ones here in Europe. Because um, for yeah. a while, even 10 to 15 years ago, you had WRXs and all these amazing machines. Um, and they've kind of really kind of, you can't really get those anymore. They're just making kind of, uh, well, SUVs and, and kind of kind of people carrier type cars rather than actual uh, kind of really nice rally cars and and fast performance cars these days. Um, Maybe you can still get them in Japan, but they certainly don't seem to have them here. Um, but uh, just while we're on that, for everyone who's watching today, which is great to see you all, um, if you like sim racing interviews, we've got a big back catalogue um, here on the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. So to make sure you never miss one of these interviews, like like uh, Mikhail's good friend, Valerio Gallo, who was the Olympic champion. Um, he was on about a month ago. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and you'll never miss an interview and a video as well. And uh, you can also see my attempt at trying to be a sim racer when I play GT Sports usually once a week <laughs> and try and race and different things. But, um, but yes, so now back to the show and back to the questions. Now, Glasgow Ed has asked, do you play other racing games besides GT Sport? And if so, which is best? Like, you only said racing games, right? I, so it doesn't that was need that to be question. like, so it does need to be a sim game. So I will say Need for Speed. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, what is it? Um, back then, when the servers haven't been shut down, I was also playing Drive Club a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh man, this game was also truly beautiful itself. Like the way how they were basically making these graphics and the cars in the end. Like, it was such an underrated game, unfortunately, back then. But I was also playing that game a lot. Mm -hmm. But I mean, next to GT, yeah. I think recently I've been playing like Hot Pursuit Remastered a lot, like with some of the other guys within the GT community. Uh -huh. And yeah, it's kind of fun to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you have other? Do you do you play other games as well that are not racing games? I do, um, but it's more like some RPG games in the end. Um, but also, what is it? Um, uh, yeah, like for example, I've been playing what is it? Near Replicant recently. It's also like an RPG game. Um, and then also like Neo Automata, then what is it? Um, then I'm also like a huge One Piece fan, which is like also an anime and manga series. Then we also have like the Pirate Warrior series there from One Piece. I always play like those games a lot too. Like if I didn't want to play any racing games in general, um, but I don't know, my love is more like towards the racing games. I knew that what is it? when I was still going back to school, like, my friends, they were mostly playing, like, Call of Duty, you know. I mean, of course, I also had the game back then because we were also doing, like, some private matches, some public matches as well. It was also fun and nice, but I didn't really get the hide behind the shooting games, and I was still sticking with the racing games. Because, I don't know, for me personally, uh, I had the most fun um, playing these kind of games back then. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's pretty good going, isn't it? Because it's always a great range of games, whether it be PS4 or now, of course, everyone's um, on their PCs playing these games as well. Um, mm -hmm. So it's there's so many more that are out there. But Gran Turismo still seems to be a great game for for PS, uh, for PlayStation uh, uh, folk, isn't it? And it just, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the next one will be like uh, when they launch that, hopefully, maybe next year. Uh, which will be something because like, everyone's waiting and waiting, like in a yeah. desperate, <laughs> just to see it come out and start playing it, isn't they? That um, now here we've got a, we've got a chap. Uh, I'll just quickly 
go right up to where it was. Uh, uh, now, where we are. Um, from Rascal the Rabbit, here we are. Uh, I've got my N4 in speaking Japanese, and I got to talk to Kaz in Sydney, as he's a chronic smoker like I was then. <laughs> I found his passion really infectious. Is he always so excited? Yes, he is. I can <laughs> tell you that he's one of the most down-on-earth person I've ever met uh, in my life, actually. He's such a humble and nice person in general, and also a person which I admire in the end, um, because he made this game possible in the end. And I don't know, like, in my opinion, he also made the whole sim racing scene even more popular in the end with the FIA championships in general. Because, of course, like I've also been watching some of the iRacing and the um, other sim racing events as well. But yeah. in terms of the broadcast, the way how they're kind of like streaming and showing the, these races, in my opinion, Grand Tourist was still like unmatched out of yeah. all the other sim racing games out there. And yeah, it also what is it, gives us, the players, the other sim racers, also a chance to be noticed in the end. That we're also like playing an esports game, which is not League of Legends or Call of Duty or something else, but mm. you can still watch it because it's still like entertaining and also nice to watch. Like how how Tom Brooks always likes to say, like, "Oh, big drama, big drama." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> uh, it's great fun, isn't it? I mean, the racing can be so close and and yeah. so and full of drama that it's right, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. These things happen, and and uh, you know, and you you hear people take a breath. As they as they see an overtake or a or a shunt or something like yeah. that, isn't it? It's, it can it can certainly be pretty close. Uh, but we've got a good question here um, from Rumar. It says regarding setup, do you prefer understeer or oversteer as a handling balance if you can't get it neutral? Um, I think it depends on the track. In my opinion, like for me personally, if it's a track such as Interlagos. I prefer oversteering than understeering because I want to have like a, such a nice flow through the corners, especially in sector two. But on other tracks such as the Nordschleifer, I prefer understeering over there because you have like so many bumps and uneven surface on the track. Yeah. And with oversteering, the car behavior becomes more unpredictable in the end. And with understeering, you can control your car even better there. Mm -hmm. So I think it also depends on which kind of car you're driving on a certain track yeah so i think you also have to kind of look into that one but for me personally i think it depends on the car as well as on the track mm. Mm -hmm. now that is a good answer now this is the time when i get that well i ask all the people in the chat and those watching to get their pens and pencils get their paper pen and paper out <laughs> because now you're going to reveal hopefully um your tips for driving success in sim racing. Uh -huh. but, uh, so <laughs> if if you had the top, we'll start with three, top three um, kind of driving tips um, for being successful at sim racing, what would they be? Okay. Number one, cookie. Number two, cookie. <laughs> Number three, cookie. <laughs> no, I'm There'll um... be people that have written that down, you know. They will have written that down. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, now seriously, I think it's like more than three points actually. Like for me personally, yeah, yeah. Um, 
like for me personally that there are like so many things you have to consider into if you want to improve on your uh if you want to improve on yourself like first of all you have to have the motivation the determination and like the patience if things doesn't go well for you straight away and also like try not to give up on yourself that's like something which you have to have when you try to improve on yourself in general but furthermore like if you want to try to improve on yourself on the track like uh, not on the track like in the game i mean what i always do if there's like a uns like an unknown car and track combination coming up i always have like a look on the leaderboard like to analyze the top lap like the best lap time being said by what is it the best driver so far to see which driving line he's taking there at which braking marker he's braking like with kind of gears he's going through the corners at which time he's shifting up at which time he's shifting down like those kind of things and kind of like trying to analyze these kind of things so that i don't need to waste so much time into something where i'm trying to figure out okay wait a minute do i have to break at this breaking marker or not it's because mm. i always like to try to uh reach my goal and faster you know and that's how how all how i always do it and in the end when i try to try it by myself of course you can't get it um like you can't copy it straight away of course you have to try and get used to it but once you got used to it i would also try to include your own driving style into it because everybody has a different unique driving style and once you got used to it i would try to practice it a little bit more also try to reach for the consistency like unfortunately so many players these days they only try to focus themselves on one lap pace only which is like the top trial events but if you really want to be competitive in the championships, of course, the qualifying is important. I'm not saying that. But for the yeah. race, the consistency is so much more important, in my opinion. And that's what I've been working on for a, lot, for a long time. And what so many people also underestimate is if you have the chance to be in a lobby with one of the fastest players then try to learn from them, like what they're doing mm. differently on the race. So because only if you're driving amongst the best, you can improve on yourself in that way. Mm. Um, because you have to try to go beyond the limit, beyond your limit. And in my opinion, that's a way how to improve on yourself. Because for me personally, as I said it back then, like I was only playing it for fun. Even when I was doing the seasonal events back then in GT6, I was always like around two or three seconds off the pace. Of mm -hmm. course, setups were still like available back then. And I was only using the stop setup as well as using a certain car and just getting my gold and the rewards and that's it. Yeah. But if you really want to improve on yourself, uh, yeah, you got to sacrifice a little bit for something like, which is like your patience and you also have to be motivated in doing so determinate, uh, determined. Yeah. Um, those kind of things. And if it doesn't go well for you, then just take a break and continue with it afterwards. Ah, yeah. hmm. oh, fantastic. Oh, it's really good, really, really good stuff uh, and great pointers to help people uh, go faster and faster. But, um, and we've got a great uh, question from Fionn McCall. Uh, it is, uh, uh, here, I'll, I'll highlight it. Um, okay. It is, uh, it's inspiring to watch you drive. How many hours do you think you have put in to get where you are? 
Oh, how many? Well, well, first of all, thank you for watching me driving. <laughs> and secondly, uh, I don't know how many hours I've put to where I am at the moment, but recently, when I'm trying to practice myself for some of the FIA races, uh, mostly it's also due to my mechanical engineering studies, as well as me trying to do some other things as well, like me, because of that, not having a lot of time. That's why I always try to go with the method I was explaining earlier, like with analyzing the lap times, so that I don't need to waste a lot of time into mm. it already, so that I can already know, oh, okay, so you have to drive like that, sort of. So with that, it's like around... I mean, of course, it also depends on the contract, because on some contract combinations are more comfortable with some of the other ones. But because of that, it's maybe like 30 minutes up to two hours, maybe per day. Um, wow. And I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, so that's that's pretty good going. Now, we've got some great quotes here uh, for many of the, 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 the people in the chat. Um, and they think you're a, what they call a Jedi of GT Sport. So you're like a, like, you know, like the Star Wars character of GT Sport. <laughs> up in that okay. top. In that top part there, you can't get any higher than that. <laughs> uh, and here we have another question here. In GT Sports, do you drive or more by feel or by mind? I would actually say both. Um, mm -hmm. When it comes down to qualifying, of course, that's like with my mind because you have to try to set the fastest lap time possible. But as for the race... That's why you have to use your mind instead because you have to think ahead in terms of the strategy and also like if you are about to get involved in a battle with somebody else, then you also have to think about it. is it worth to battle against him for right now or if you try to stay behind of him so that the two of you can basically work together in order to what is the catch up to P1 or maybe not losing a lot of time. And then, therefore, mm -hmm. what is a battle against each other towards the end of the race? And for me personally, I kind of like it, like to use my mind for the race. Because, yeah. Uh, it's kind of fun to also, what is it, sit behind the wheel and then try to be so focused with the driving, but also at the same time being like, okay, you have to try to find a good strategy in order to, what is it, win the race possibly in the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, to answer your question, for me personally, I have to use both. Oh, oh that's what I'm using. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. No, that's great. No, that is super. Now, here's a, a good question for you. Um, what is your dream car? And there's no money involved. So, in terms of anything at all, any, there's no limits. What would you like? I guess some of you may disappoint. It's not, not going to be a Subaru. Um, <laughs> for me personally, it's the, because as you said it before, like if the money restriction is not involved, uh, the Mercedes-Benz CLK GTR. Ah, uh, that car is so beautiful. Like when I was a kid, I was also playing, what is it, Need for Speed 3, Hot Person. And I was, when I saw that car in that game, like that game, they were also like, what is it, featuring something where you were basically able to have a look around these cars in terms of some, like with some pictures being given. And when I saw that car, I was like, wow, so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, I, I will never have the money to own a car. Um, 
let alone like paying for the insurance or for the taxes but uh like if money was the issue here safe then mercedes clk gtr <laughs> fantastic oh yeah so that's, all these cars nowadays are just getting more and more incredible and uh and it's it's kind of especially with these kind of v8 hybrids and all sorts of stuff that they're bringing out it's still great to get a car that sounds good and um, but also kind of looks amazing as well now we've got a question from zucker 1990 um and he says here i'll highlight it here have you ever had a problem with getting gold in any license tests or mission of the old Gran Turismo games? And which took you the most tries? Um, I mean, I would lie if I said that I wouldn't have any problems in the end. Because when I was a kid, of course, I, was, I wasn't as good as I am nowadays, you know. But when I was a kid back then, uh, of course, I only tried to, what is it, do the licenses just once and then be mm. done with it so that I can enter the, these races. But once I knew that, now, I mean, wait, I didn't know that, actually. I just wanted to try out and see what happens if I get gold on every single license because I was browsing on the internet to search it out. So, um, But once I did that, I was like, oh, wait, you could win additional cars. <laughs> so, That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then... Um, for Grand Turismo 2, of course, I wasn't getting gold on the first try, but like when I saw like Jimmy streaming like the, uh, what is it, the old Grand Turismo games where he was trying to set gold uh, on each license test, and I think for one license only, he took like, what is it, three hours only. Wow. And when <laughs> I was doing it in Grand Turismo 1, I think for me personally, I only took, what is it, 30 minutes to get gold everywhere. And that's oh. why I was like, Jimmy, why are you so, like, kind of like struggling yourself <laughs> in here? <laughs> but, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. And then as for GT4, I think the hardest one has to be, like, Mission 34, like, with the SLR McLaren at uh, the Nordschleife. That's for me personally, at least. And as for, but for me personally, the hardest challenge i've ever done so far is uh in grand Turismo 5 even is the best of pedal challenge because yeah. um back then i was still using a pad and also like was it being a teenager or so so i still didn't have the skills i have nowadays but um also before that mind you like i was playing grand Turismo 5 without using playstation network with that i mean i was using the version of the game, which is like the game release version, like without any patch notes and so on. And I also heard afterwards that uh, they made the pedal challenge a little bit easy afterwards because I think so many people were complaining about it. Yeah. And then once I was trying to do the pedal challenge without any updates, I was like, oh my God, it's really <laughs> hard. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. 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 Doing it the hard way for sure. Uh, yeah. Not having any updates. But uh, my goodness. So no, yeah, but to be able to, to complete them all and get gold, that is pretty good. I always remember being annoyed at the long races. You know, you had to do it like an hour uh, on the on some of the clear things, and mm. and and uh, and if you spun off or crashed, and then that was mm -hmm. it. You had to start all again, and you're about forty minutes into the whole thing, and you have to start. <laughs> you know, it's always a pain. Uh, but no, they were they were good. Now we've got we have got R A G Tusu, I think it is, um, who has got a question for you. Uh, my question for for Mikhail, did uh, are you going to come back next year 
in the FIA competition. It's saying good vibes. Uh, I would just say hopefully, but um, I can't promise it because I like I didn't know how the future is going to look like, um, especially as I'm so close to finishing with my bachelor degree uh, for my mechanical engineering studies. Um, I also want to try to focus myself more on my studies instead. But however, if I have the time uh, to still, what is it, do the FIA championship um, right next to it, then of course I'll be trying to commit there once again. But as it stands right now, I can't tell you, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, yes, because after doing the Olympics back then, like the uh, Olympic virtual series, I, yeah, I don't know. I realized that I was missing the races again yeah. by a lot. Like, I was like, ah, oh, I was really, like, even though I missed the overall victory by a small margin, I was like, ah, oh, I really missed the racing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully, I can try to compete on the championship again, but I can't promise it. Yeah. So, almost breaking news there. You almost heard it first on the Car yeah. Seven Race Driver Show. There's a possibility you might be back next year. So that'll be the headline coming off the show tonight. But, uh, <laughs> big news, big news. <laughs> exactly. A banner. I should have that rolling news across the screen. Um, but, uh, but no, it's, it's fantastic. And what would you say, I, I mean, when you, when you go to, for somebody who's hoping that they might eventually get to a final of Gran Turismo, um, what would be your kind of tips of how to approach an event like that? Um, for me personally, I would suggest you to be um, as normal as you can be. Like with that, I mean, just imagine yourself driving at home and also being like, okay, I'm just going to try and practice for a race because for me personally, when I'm thinking like that, I'm more calm um, before, what is it, having the qualifying session or the races, uh, like the race that I mean. But also at the same time, I would also try to suggest you to enjoy the whole event because uh, you have been chosen to be one of the five um, chosen competitors for the event. So basically that means you're also one of the fastest ever. Yeah. So, um, and because of that, uh, I would also suggest you to still obviously giving your best because you also want to try to win it, right? But also on the other hand, trying to have as much fun as you can and also trying yeah. to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, because you never know when these kind of events may end in the future. So always try to enjoy it as much as you can. Mm. Fantastic. Now, one of your famous quotes from when you win these great events um, is uh, the smooth operator. I'm not going to try and <laughs> sing that. Uh, and uh, the, the question is, where did that come from? Uh, I think... It <laughs> it came mostly because of Carlos Sainz saying it during a what is it the Formula One race, <laughs> and I think that happened shortly before us having the New York World event. And I was like, with me racing with Super GT on the same time, and us also winning the event, just for fun, I was kind of like shouting "Smooth Operator." <laughs> so yeah, I think that's why it kind of started off. <laughs> It was very good. I remember watching that on one of your on one of the live events, uh, and the and the commentator said that that is your that's what you're going to be known for uh, when you when you that's 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 your quote that goes with you is uh, 
Um, you know, it's, it's almost like hammer time with Lewis Hamilton. You're going to uh. have your, you know, that's a, that's the one. But uh, but no, it is it is absolutely fantastic. Now I am I'll quickly highlight this one here. Oh, uh, well, the wrong one. Hang on. Uh, here we are. Here it is uh, from R A G Tusu. I think I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, we all need to race against a driver like Mikel, um, you know, for to continue to improve ourselves. We all learned a lot from him, and he gives us a lot of motivation. For that, you got this um, as his title there. Um, so that shows you've got a lot of respect in the in the sim racing uh, uh, world. Thank you, Baguette. But imagine this being a Baguette for you, so take it, please. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a it's an honor to hear that from you mate um i mean for me personally i don't see myself anything special at all um because sometimes i also see myself being extremely lucky and on some of these races which were really crucial for me and in my opinion like lots of people can also achieve what i have achieved so far um mm. but i mean of course it's always nice to hear that i mean um, unfortunately i'm one of those people who can't really like who don't really know how to handle with compliments <laughs> so i don't really know how to be like uh but still uh, thank you mate mercy and <laughs> i was going to say on on that note of, of obviously competing against the top guys is there anyone out there that you found like the toughest to beat um or the one that's giving you the most satisfaction in, in saying yes, I actually beat him. Or you know, is there is there is there? I know obviously you have a good camaraderie um, with everybody, but is there a was there a particular person that you found that was that was almost the target? You needed to beat this person, or you wanted to try and do your best to beat them? Um, actually, not really, because for me personally, as I said it before, like everybody is fast or like can be fast. Like with that is fast. Oh, wait, let me say it again, please. Okay, with <laughs> what I mean with everything is fast i mean like when i'm racing against the other guys on the main events such as on what is it on the world events or on the world finals of course you have to be one of the fastest ever to qualify yourself for it right mm -hmm. and as you never know what may happen during these races in my opinion you should never underestimate anybody there never because if you do that that's going to be one of the biggest mistakes you can ever do um mm -hmm. before you even did the first race because you're like oh okay this one guy is not really that fast you know so he shouldn't really be a that big uh, that big of a problem to me but it turns out like just for the imagination here i mean that this guy is maybe the reason for you to lose the race in you i don't know mm -hmm. and for me personally i only try to look after myself to give um what is it the best I uh what's it the best performance which i can um but of course like there are of course like some drivers out there who are also like the favorites to win it if you also watch and look closely how they have been driving so far but as i said it before i think for me personally it's just i don't want to underestimate anybody and of course looking after myself so that i can perform the best as i can and and I, I think it's also like a huge disrespect, in my opinion, if you're also like, hey, I just beat this person. But what about the other guys? As I said yeah. before, it's like you driving against the fastest drivers on that competition right now, mm. you know. 
And for me, it wouldn't be like, hey, I just beat this person, but being like, I just beat everybody there. Yeah. But for me yeah. personally, even doing that, I don't know. I mean, except for the Monaco 2019, where I was like, yeah, like going super Saiyan mode. Um, <laughs> I didn't really like to celebrate a lot um, because you never know what may happen afterwards, you know. Like, for example, if I win the semifinals, I can be all like, yes, I won the semifinal. But in the end, I had a shit race, if I could say that. Oh, no, okay, right. I take it back. I had a bad race, okay, because we have to be a little bit polite here. Uh, <laughs> but... And also for me personally, I don't know. Uh, it's like, once again, with the disrespect, because so many people who managed to qualify themselves for it, they were also like, uh, they are also going to be sad in the end. And if I'm like, hey, I just won the competition, and then, mm, I don't know. Yeah. I think they will yeah. be a little bit more sad in the end. And I yeah. don't like that. No, no, that sounds very respectful, to be fair. And, and yeah. uh, a very nice way to deal with um, to be competitive, but not to be big-headed, uh, which is which is really important. Which is I know when we when we watch like Grand Prix and they're jumping around on the podium because they've mm. won a championship, you can obviously understand it's like Ocon winning there in yeah. Hungary. I mean that was an incredible thing, and he was running up the pit lane to see everyone, and and, and that you can understand <laughs> how incredible it must be um, to win something like that. But uh, but no no, it sounds very good. Now we've got a great question here. From Mew Mew, 79. It's good to see you, Mew Mew. Uh, question for Mikhail. How do you approach your races and how do you save tyres so well? Uh, uh, well, the question with the approaching here is like mentally or like with the practicing? Um, yeah, I suppose let's go with the mental side. As with the mental side, it's like, um, I think we just said it before, it's like more about me thinking about this race going to be like a practice race for me. But also on the other hand, it's like me trying to have as much fun as I can because that's why I'm playing a game, right? Uh, like in first place, I mean. But also on the other hand, it's like, um, what is it? Let me think. Uh, yeah, like, mm, <laughs> I think that's basically it with the approaching. Sorry. <laughs> but like, um, And the other part was, how do you save tires so well? Uh, with the second question, um, the mistake what so many people do uh, during the races that they always want to try to drive as fast as they can in order to pull away from the guys behind of them. And for me personally, if there's like a race which includes a a high tire wear multiplier, for me personally, you have to think uh, ahead, in my opinion, which is like okay try to use a different brake balance settings which will not what is it wear the fronts or the rear tire wear a lot more and also being like so smooth on the braking as well as on the steering input because if you have your car under control you can like you are able to save your tires by a lot in the end mm -hmm. and even if you are driving behind somebody you know like there are like two options the first one is you want to try to battle against the driver being in front of you in order to obtain his position and then mm. drive away. Or do you want to stay behind of him using the slipstream and then therefore saving your tires a lot more? Because if you're using your slipstream, of course you're fast on the straight line at the beginning or like at the end of the straight line, I mean. But because of that, 
you're also able to break a little bit earlier to kind of like lift off and instead of breaking it around what is it 90 percent even you only have to break it around 60 or 70 percent instead and with that kind of way that's how i always do it um i can try to save my tires better and of course it depends and it also differs from each car and track combination um but for the group free class for example that's how i always do it and once again you don't win the race after lap one you win the race once you see the checkered flag so you have to think ahead all the time and that's what i always want to try to do and it's also the same with the fuel saving same story there yeah fantastic all right it's that is really really good that um now we've got uh, a good question here to kind of sum up uh, as we've been on the on air live now for an hour and you've had lots <laughs> and lots of questions and done incredibly well uh, answering and putting up with us all um but uh, one of the questions is with all the the success that you've had especially in gt sport what has been your most memorable moment <sighs> With the memorable moment, does it need to be me winning a championship or can it be something else as well? Um, it could be something else as well. The choice is yours. Okay. I think if I just leave uh, my success on the championships uh, as a whole, because I think everyone has been kind of unique to me, um, the way how I managed to win the, um, the event in the end, but for me personally, it's more over like traveling around the world as well as meeting like the whole community as well as the polyphony family. Like for me personally, I never really had the chance to travel around the world due to what is it? That's not really having a lot of money for it, if I can say that. And with the whole championship itself, it kind of gave me the opportunity to still see the world, sort of, you know. Like mm -hmm. I was able to travel to spain to italy france monaco uk yeah. new york japan and to so many other countries where i'm like wow if it was for gran turismo then i would still what is it uh be here but i'm like okay i've only been in germany and to turkey before and that's it and it's also really nice to see so many different countries as well as the uh the cultures over there and also seeing so many different new things which you've yeah. never seen in your life before and for me personally as i'm also like a hobby photographer it's also nice to take some pictures over there it's also like a nice memory for yourself and yeah once the COVID situation is over hopefully we can travel around the world again and maybe also with some of you guys being in the chat <laughs> um yeah. But I think that's like the most memorable thing uh, for me personally. Fantastic. Now, it's really, really good. And I was going to say for everyone who's watching today, we have your YouTube channel <clears throat> and details and Twitter details in the description, I believe. Um, oh, I think Richie's just put them in the chat as well. So if you haven't already subscribed to Mikhail's channel, you can get the link in the description below. And please make sure that you do. And if you're watching for the first time tonight, please subscribe to this channel. If you like sim racing interviews like the one you've just seen, uh, we've got all of your friends. Uh, we've got Valerio, Gallo, 
um, who we interviewed about a month ago. We've got Super GT. Uh, we've had lots of uh, fantastic drivers. Um, some you might know, some you might not know, but there's a wonderful uh, variety of sim racers. And certainly, what, in, in closing tonight, uh, Mikhail, what would you like to say to your community of loyal fans that have been following you? Um, do you have anything to, to leave them with tonight? Uh, I mean, I can try it. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, but seriously, I mean, thank you all uh, who have been supporting me uh, since the beginning of my journey. I mean, maybe I may not show it all the time, but it really means a lot to me. And like when I'm always, what is it, attending the events, I always want to try to give it my best, but not, not only for myself, but also for um, for my family, for my friends, as well as for you guys over there. And hopefully we can also see each other on the track, like with that, I mean, in GT Sport, maybe on some of the public lobbies, but also maybe on the FIA championships as well. And maybe we can also meet, meet each other uh, in one of these events as well. But what is more important is that we all have to try and stay safe for now because of COVID. And even though on some countries, the amount of, what is it, people getting infected in the end may, uh, what is it, decrease day per day. Please do not, what is it, underestimate the safety measures, which is like still wearing a mask and so on. Because recently, um, yeah, like I also had like another issue recently where some of those people who didn't want to wear a mask were causing a lot of troubles. And personally, I don't like to see that. <laughs> but moreover, stay safe, everybody. And then hopefully, yeah, uh, I'll be able to also stream some of these races again. And yeah, stay safe. Fantastic. And no doubt we'll be watching your race, and I'm sure to victory in these big championships if you decide to come back after you've done your engineering degree. And one last final question. I have to leave this to WRL Podium, who always asks a great question. Uh, and I hope this will work out. I hope this will be, there won't be any issues with the language and, the, and all this. But the difference is it says, would you trade your cookies for pickles in the freezer? I wouldn't. <laughs> no, that's an easy question. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, a big thank you to everyone who's been watching tonight. Uh, it's great to have your comments and your questions. And this will go on as a podcast early next week. We'll be sending that um, out. Uh, but of course, our biggest thanks to Mikhail, Mikhail Hizal uh, for coming on the show tonight. Stay on the line just now. But it's been an absolute honour and a pleasure to have you as a guest uh, and I think people have seen just, just how you approach racing, um, a wonderful mental attitude um, and very much deservedly successful um, for your career. And we wish you all the best for your continuing career, whether it be in engineering and also in sim racing. Um, you, you've certainly become a legend of the sports uh, and it's fantastic to have you on the show and you're welcome back anytime. So I'll close Thank the show there with our crazy quote. And it is probably against all sense when it comes to sim racing. But I'll say it anyway. It is drive fast and try not to crash. And if you do, you might just win the race at the first corner. Take care, everyone. And we'll see you all very soon. Bye just now.